Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. from Eden Hazard, Kai Havertz in the Champions League final, Ivanovic! In the middle, it's just behind him, but it's by Hakim Ziyech. Matic with the ball driver! It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... So, Professor, would you say it's time for everyone to panic? Yes, I would. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with some lions, Ollie and Chris. But birth, we all know he was going away. Well, I won't spoil the story because um, he, he 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 isn't actually he's in the UK at the moment. So uh, if you were hunting him down, uh, he's still here. But he'll, basically, he'll... he just wanted a break. He didn't <laughs> actually want to go to Benidorm. He just wanted he just wanted everyone to leave him alone. He, he's got a bad back. <laughs> he's got a bad back. He's just doing the classic <laughs> Mesut Ertzel. Yeah, I can't play bad back. You know, so he'll he'll share that Friday. He'll share that Friday. But oh man, eh. Happy international break, everyone. Have a Yay! Yeah, international woo! break. Pop. I mean, look, it's it's if it wasn't the weekend we expected, let's be honest. But our listeners need something to get them uh, back back on high on life, back on that. Uh, what? So, what were your highlights from the weekend? That's a really good question. I don't think I had a highlight from the weekend. Oh, no, no. I know it was an eventless weekend. Oh, I'm just trying to think. There was some MLS stuff for you. I was like, did Minnesota win? I don't bloody know. Um, my team's always abandoned me. I wouldn't uh, imagine. Oh, yeah. I would imagine they didn't. <laughs> they didn't play. <laughs> oh no, they did. Huh. One-one against San Jose. Hey, yeah, there you go. Can you guess who scored for your that, team? Yeah, it was. Um, it was like? Pookie. Uh, yeah, Pookie. Of course, it was. <laughs> oh, what about you, Chris? Uh, spent most of the weekend ill. Oh no! So that not, doesn't not sound a like a highlight one. to me. That doesn't sound like no, a highlight no. at all. No, it weren't great. Still got it now. Still got a cold now. But uh, oh. I went out for my. Uh, it was my dad's seventieth birthday on Saturday, so we nice. went out for. Oh, nice. That was probably my. That's probably my highlight. But let's go with that because it oh. certainly weren't Chelsea. Uh, uh, I was trying to we'll watch it, it while we'll... I was at the meal. We'll get oh. through. Oh yeah, well, I mean, for me, I don't know. I have retweeted it, and it because it's so bloody incredible. Damien Duff, oh wow, absolutely loved him. He was absolutely giving it the Jurgen Klopp to the uh, the fans. I think they're he's obviously his manager at Shelbourne now, and they're only a few games out for getting, I believe, Europa League. I think. I think they're very close because they beat Saint uh, Saint Patrick's um, two one. Uh, so get some pretty far up the table. I mean, that's not, you know, they were a goal down after 80 minutes, but to come back and win, they're up the fifth in the league table, four points off Europe. I've quickly pulled up an article to find that out because I completely forgot. So yeah, he's, he's doing well as a manager. <laughs> Good on um, you, Damien, friend of the show. He's friend of the show and he'll probably be our manager in about two years time. <laughs> 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 he's back. <laughs> but, oh man. Right. With that. We are going to hit some news from the weekend to cheer us up. And yeah. There's always some news. Um, Challenge 25. That's my headline here. Literally could not believe this story that came out yesterday morning. Uh, Chelsea refused to sign anybody over the age of 25 this summer, which meant that James Madison, 26. Oh, he's so old. Was not considered. I mean... (laughs) What a ridiculous strategy this is. I mean, imagine running uh, a fine dining restaurant with no experience, no leaders. And instead of an experienced chef in charge, you just get, you know, a relatively competent sous chef. You know, he'll do. And you decide to hire a bunch of apprentices because, you know, they'll come good in three to four business years. And to be fair, that would close down before Kitchen Nightmares even gave them a call. Uh, I did, though, to give the the team a little bit of something to jump off here. I looked at the ages of our squad and the only players that are over the age of 25 are Thiago Silva. He's a sprightly 38. Raheem Sterling at 28. Chilwell at 26. And, uh, oh, 
well, line of the week favourite, Bettinelli at 31. Does the SAS account because he is 25? Oh, but he's not over 25. Well, he technically is. <laughs> well, yeah, <that's... laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, until oh. he's 26, he's 25. <laughs> I, saw, I, I won't, I won't steal this joke because I saw it on uh, on the social platform formerly known as Twitter, and it was um, Chelsea have got a Leo DiCaprio strategy for recruitment. Does I feel mean, that way? I mean. What what did you make of that? Just uh, yeah, it, it was dre- it, dreadful. It was woefully <laughs> poor, wasn't it? It's stupid, though, isn't it? It it it. When you're running any sort of any sort of business, it's about getting the best people, not how yeah. old they are. Exactly. I don't understand. Ah, oh, it absolutely bizarre. I mean, why twenty five as well? Who where where have they picked that number from? Why There's got to be a off? reason, surely. Why not below twenty six? Why not below twenty seven? Why not below twenty four? That's that's just a random number they've plucked out the air, and that's in three that, years' time. <laughs> I would say that that sums up why our recruitment is so shit. It, it's it's not looking good when you've spent um, you know three quarters of a trillion dollars in in six months. I mean, it's oh my word! It, it, I, James Madison's an incredible player. And he's shown that at Spurs and fair play to, you know, it's Spurs, yeah, but, you know, fair play to James Madison. He's a good player. He's doing well. And we could have probably done with him. We, we, yeah, you need, ex- you need the, experience. That's the thing. At the same time, though, when people say, oh, you know, so and so is doing so well, they would have done well for us. Like, let's be honest, they probably wouldn't have done. <laughs> that's probably fair, actually. No, he that's is fair. one of the... Yeah, he's, yeah, you're right. Uh, one ticket to Japan, please. Um, former blue one matter has moved to Japanese side Vassell Kobe. Yes, that's Iniesta's team. Well, it was Iniesta's team. He's left them now. Uh, this was I include this in the news just because I, I love the dude. You know, uh, he's top class on the field. He's top class off the field. I, I, I wish him the best. And we all know Vassell Kobe have had Spanish midfielders before, but they need to make this one matter. Oh, <laughs> oh, <I hate> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, you got any well, more jokes like that, or just the one? No, oh, I'll give you. I'll God. give you the drop for that. Hey, thanks a lot. I'll be here all week. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think? This, that was a surprise move for me. I was surprised he he, he did go to Japan. I thought he does. He was never going to be taking a payday in uh, Saudi Arabia, was he? He's not that. I think a lot of the players who go to play in places like slightly more obscure places like Japan and like mm. like it, like Turkey and China kind of used to be mm. um, and what kind of what Saudi is, but without the money, like sort of the more obscure like places of football that don't have much money. I think it just shows that players like there are some players who just really love football and will always want to play. Yeah, regardless that's of where fair. They are. That's fair. Um, Chris, anything, any thoughts? No, I mean, I'll be honest, until I said that on socials, I thought he'd retired. So uh, <laughs> I thought um, I thought that's why he'd left um, like um, his club in the summer. I thought he I thought he was retiring. So maybe it's, it's a soft retirement. Quite... You know, he does a half season, half a season in Japan. Just yeah. for one last payday. I, in I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a retirement home sort of place, isn't it? I mean, it's so surreal. I mean, I've just seen he's 35. And today, the, the group chat, no, I found out Sergio Ramos was 37. I was like, there was no bloody... I thought he was like 32. Was like, that, that transfer is weird as well. Didn't he just sign for Saudi? Who, Ramos? Straight, yeah, and he's going straight I believe Sevilla. he was a free agent and he never uh, made it. Yeah, there was talk he might head to the Saudi Pro League, but obviously... I see. I, I thought it was yeah. all done and dusted. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but yeah, I... I it's the king of shithousery so yeah um i'll go i haven't got these on my little word document but some quick ones from today if anyone wants to touch on them uh romeo lavia is still a doubt after the international break because he's reconditioning which is oops really really annoyed me i think he's injured still that's what I think. I, think I didn't even know he was injured. I was like, what? Yeah, he was injured when we signed him, I believe. Maddie Shields out. You know, he's a doubt for a return. 
He's, you know, of course he is, unfortunately. Uh, Chelsea considered signing another striker in the final weeks, but uh, opted to buy versatile Cole Palmer. Jane Sancho was discussed between him and Kukurea swap deal. Uh, never concrete or advanced, but that might might change in the next uh, six months. But that was know. a weird one. I, like, because I, I just, I don't like on because we're we're a team who's focusing on playing players, like paying players with our new wage structure much less than that we used to. Mm. And Sancho's on like 300k a week. But he is 23. And, so he's, yeah, so he's not, he's not yeah, 25. No. So he fits he, the he philosophy. Had, he has got that going for him. But do you know what I mean? It's like, I he, I don't think he'd drop his, his pay to come here, would he? <laughs> how is how is surreal is that? We're talking about a player dropping their salary to join Chelsea instead of the total opposite. It's just yeah. like... Wow, but that's what we're doing, isn't it? That, that's with yeah, the new, with the new it, way yeah. the the club's handling its wages. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, right. Let, let's just let's just get it done. I mean, the match report this time it's sponsored by Chilwell was left out in the cold on that left flank. I got nothing else, no other better jokes than that. I mean, it was a game where we dominated the ball. Of course, we did. There were some indications that things were, you know, starting to take a bit of shape, but came away empty-handed because we were unable to find the decisive edge we needed to win this crucial, so early Premier League match. I feel against... like I'm living in Groundhog Day. It? <laughs> a little yeah. bit. I, I, honestly, I feel I feel like I'm, I, I live in some kind of weird, bizarre land where every single season Chelsea have the exact same problem of not being able to finish their chances. And then everyone recommends either a clinical striker or creating more chances. And we need, never do either of those. And then we still wonder why we're not scoring uh, our chances uh, all these years later. Oh. I'm, sh- I'm sure we have 76 losers and no winners. But dudes, we need winners. Am I going to have to kick us off there? I've got well, one. I haven't, got, I, haven't, I haven't got any. I'm just. <laughs> I love you. So I knew. I Chris, always, Chris is winless Chris. this week. Yeah, it's just like how many went none. Oh, okay. I was there tempted to go with winner one. from this game. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who the winner was from this game. Forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's Both right. literally, metaphorically, spiritually. Yeah. yeah everything. <laughs> oh man okay so I, I had i had one winner uh one. i think i've got one winner and, and about seven losers <laughs> wow i've got three winners no really? i've got two wow. sorry i've oh. read i've read a paragraph as a, t- a go ahead thing. i would okay. love to hear who okay. you he's got nottingham you. forest and steve cooper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right i've actually got my line of the week selection i was trying to play the uh little there we go uh cole palmer because from my notes, I said that he came on in the 62nd minute and in his limited cameo, Palmer displayed flashes of promise, causing some problems for the Forest defence with some incisive close control and direct dribbling. I also swallowed a dictionary right in that, I assume. Uh, look, he, he did show a bit of inexperience. Of course he did, you know. He's, some decisions, not the best. A um, bit of hesitation, but it, hopefully that'll work out when he's got more minutes. But he did show he's got ability. He, he put Raheem Sterling through to give us probably one of our best chances of the game. So that's encouraging. Gives the listeners at least one encouraging thing to remember about the game. And my final winner was the weather. It was lovely for the first match yeah. day of first match day of fall. Uh, hello, late summer. It's, it's about like 28 degrees in the UK at the moment. So yeah, it got me to the stage where I nearly considered wearing shorts. I thought, no, no, <laughs> still wearing the hoodie. No, we don't <laughs> need to traumatise the public that way, Mikey. Uh, so, come on, come on. Ollie, who are your winners? Uh, my winner was Palmer. Yeah, uh, he, he was my only winner. Um, I don't think anyone else really deserved it. But uh, but I thought Palmer actually, he's done one training session, you know, and, and he came on and was basically our best player, like our player who would look like he was going to make things happen. You know, like he looked actually quite. I know, but he, like he, he looked, he looked at least semi-dangerous when like the rest of our team looked completely lost in attack. Uh, and when he came on, we did improve um, a little bit. So I hope that that is just the case of after one training session, and soon after that, he'll kick on and and do even better after multiple. Or we'll end up with a Mudrik situation where he's like pretty good for like his first game and then never good again. Oh Maybe no, we'll, we'll see. I mean, when it comes to losers, I'm I'm concerned that we've all picked at least the same one. Probably seven p, seventy six times, all the same ones. Um, I've got formation down. Is anyone else? Uh, I actually haven't. My all oh, my wow. winners got, are in, I haven't all got my, that, but I agree with it. 
I right. do agree as well. I All mean, my losers are individuals. I'll I'll quickly run through this one. So it, it worked against Luton, but Luton are looking like they won't win a ton. So that that formation is why we failed to overcome Forrest's sturdy defense. I mean, it is when you when you are without many creative players on the pitch, it it becomes a quite difficult to consistently create attacking possibilities. You know, it does. You know, and we've got a back five against a particular defensive club. You know, we know how they're going to set up and play against us. Mm. And that's why we were so good against Liverpool, because Liverpool are not going to sit back and defend. That's not their style. And when it's a big, big club versus big club, it's just not allowed. The fans will never allow it. Uh, Chelsea discovered discovered how Forest were going to play and got took to school. You know, they stole our lunch money, ate our jam and coconut sponge cake with pink custard in front of us and just laughed and went, <laughs> a billion. <laughs> oh, we don't even need that. And the, the thing it. is with that, and, and, and one of my, my losers was Pochettino for much the same reason. Yeah. Um, you know, just the formation for me was all wrong. But um, yeah. we just seem to be in this weird scenario where no matter the like i just don't understand why when what we're perennially playing players out of out of position every Agreed. single chelsea manager seems to come in and like some of them look promising and some of them don't but they all always seem to revert to type with this kind of hyper practical pragmatic style of football and i'm just kind of bored of it if i'm honest yeah chillwell is not a left back um, he's not a left winger sorry uh, i mean what, do you, what who have you got chris well, I've got I've got Poch uh, for numerous reasons actually. Uh, the shape keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah, it's in it's insane. It, I I don't it, even though even though you you beat Luton, you can still see that that side with Colwell and Chilwell is not working. So. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why everything that we did in preseason. We haven't seen at all in the league. And it's, it can't just be, I'm sick of the excuse of, well, Nkunku got injured. Okay. So Nkunku got injured. So now what? The team can't play. The yeah, team can't play without like a player who'd been there for six weeks. Like if you're, if you're, if your whole system relies so heavily on Nkunku to, to, to like, to be fit and to play, that's a bad system. Yeah, because... of course it is. <clears throat> and the other reason why I had him on there is something that isn't his fault is I think Poch will be the one who falls on the sword of this team has had a billion pounds spent on it and it is nowhere near ready for the Premier League top four and won't be for three years. That is not acceptable. Wow. You oh, cannot, wow. you cannot spend the amount of money we have. And that's why another one of my losers is the recruitment team. You cannot spend a billion pounds and have a squad that is so mid-table, it's unreal. I said earlier on Twitter that someone had put up what our, after the international break, what our best 11 is. I couldn't believe what I was reading. <laughs> so you've got Robert Sanchez, not good enough for Brighton. Malo Gusto looks like a decent prospect, but finished seventh in France. Badia Shield, Colwell, Matson haven't played 30 Premier League games between them. You got Enzo and Kaiseida, the most expensive, ineffective centre midfield pairing I've ever seen in my life. £200 million, and they have no effect on the game at all. You've got Cole Palmer and Mudrick, who haven't scored a Premier League goal in their career. <laughs> Raheem Sterling, who's inconsistent, and Nicholas Jackson, who'd only scored about six goals for Villarreal, who finished about ninth in La Liga. It's how is that how is that team a billion pounds? Where's the money? I don't understand. There isn't a single player in that team who's worth the money that we've paid for them. Caicedo was a massive mistake. He might turn out to be really good, but for this season, he's another one who he's not ready. And uh, uh, mm. it, it's unfair on him. And it's unfair, actually, on every single one player that we've signed because we have signed a load of players who need guidance and then haven't given anyone to guide them. And they're all just learning as they go. And you can't do that at a club like Chelsea. We're not a Brighton who finishing in the top six is an overachievement. We're not Fulham who finishing top eight would be seen as a, a, a massive 
thing. And if their team looked like in two years, it could challenge the top four. Everyone would be going, oh, what a great job they're doing. This is Chelsea Football Club. We have got to win stuff. Now, I am sick to death of hearing about patience. Top managers and top players come in and make a difference straight away. There is n- This patience thing is just an excuse people use because they're sick of everything changing. And I don't want to admit that we've wasted loads of money. I mean, I feel like you're holding back a bit in that little... No, could, I, could I offer you <laughs> no, an alternative view? Go on, I'm, I'm, I'm open. Well... Everything, absolutely everything that Chris said is spot on, 100% correct. However, I think there is also some reason to suggest that while it was a really bad result against Forest, actually things are improving. Things are, I know it's not a big, big thing on, you know, on last season when things were so, so poor, but our stats across the board this season have us pinned as one of the better teams in the league, if not like, Mm. you know, in, in the top four teams in the league. So I'm just wondering if like, but when we see performances like that, it certainly doesn't look like it. So there's a disconnect there, I feel like, between you know, the way that we're performing and the way that it's represented. And and to a certain degree, I think some of that is in potential that's still yet to come. Uh, you know what, what that is. At. What that is. And I, and I do agree. And like I said, I think in two, three years, this team would be good. In two, three years, though, Poch won't be here. No, I agree. Yeah, he'll be sacked. Uh, yeah, I, and I and, and he'll mean. be sacked probably for no fault of his own. Because he's been given a team, he hasn't been given the tools to succeed. And when we, because I, I see these stats all the time about progressive passes and passes into the final third, touches in the opposition box, expected goals. We've we've mm. had all this before. We've done it all before. We had it at times under Potter. We had like a six-game spell where our expected goals was like fifteen. We scored two. It's mm. it's not. What it should be, it's what it is. That's what matters. There's no point coming out of a game at the end and going, oh, look at our expected goals there, 4.6. I mean, <laughs> no, just no, score, none. I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, and it's not a way to judge individual games, but you but you can use it to say, look, we've generated in terms of chances, a similar level of yep. chances to 100%. Arsenal. 100%. But the, the difference uh, is, is we're not finishing them. And and, and yep. I think that is where, we're, where we've got the biggest issue at the moment. And, and it, that's but what, where... The recruitment has been so poor because but, actually last season we created chances. Back end of last season, we was creating chances, just couldn't score. That's what everyone said. Everyone mm. said about Chelsea. We've they been saying chances, this for like three but or four years score. though. And who do we go and sign? More clinical. We go and sign a striker who's never hit 10 goals in his career. And then we're surprised when he can't finish. I don't understand. You've spent a billion pounds. Instead of spending a billion pounds on 74 players... <laughs> why why didn't we just why didn't we spend that billion pound and just buy six world class players? Mm, I, I can see your argument. I can. I mean, that's why I've got on my losers experience. That was a loser because there wasn't one. You know, you cannot expect a seventy six year old Thiago Silva to be the only experienced head in our eleven. And frustrating, frustratingly, we touched on it earlier how it was reported that Chelsea didn't want to sign anyone over the age of twenty five, and it just showed how desperately we needed leaders. And maybe less so leaders, but experienced heads in the squad in the sense of Premier League experience as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sterling, uh, Chilwell, they've got it. Sanchez to a point as well, but it's... It's different. You don't need a veteran. Like you don't need someone who's like like as old as Thiago Silva is to have that level of experience. Like yeah. mm. you know, like the thing is, is you look at someone like, for example, like Callum Hudson Odoi, who we just sold. Yeah. Right to to Forest, he has more experience in the Prem than Mudrik does. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so and then you, you look at Mudrik and you go, oh well, it's kind, of, it's kind of no wonder like why you're struggling because. But this, you know, this as is why a, for a player you're really young, you know, in terms yeah. of your development. But this is why, and you are absolutely right, it's fine having the policy. I mean, I think it's ridiculous, but it's fine if the club want to have the policy if we don't sign anyone under 25. But you can sign someone under 25 who's actually played in the league. Like, it, they don't have to be ridiculously inexperienced. You look at it, when we was linked with Declan Rice for what seemed like about seven years, the main problem we all had, me included, was he's not worth 100 million. But then we went and spent 115 million mm. on someone less experienced than yeah. Declan Rice. If we was going to spend the 100 million anyway, I'd have preferred to have got Rice, who had been good in the league for a good number of years, was captain of a football club and a high pressure football club as well, had just won a European trophy, 
we went and saw someone who'd been good for eight months at Brighton. And then we're shocked then when he struggles to fit in and he struggles to hit the ground running. I just I, I, we just keep think, doing the same thing over. I think there's and over a few caveats though. I think it's I think it's still really early to tell. Uh, you know, like we are only four games into the season, and I don't think Pochettino playing a completely different system to what we played in preseason is helping. You know, like agree. And, and but uh, but despite that as well, on top of that. Well, it's what I was talking about earlier with the stats. And of course, you've got to use the eye test. Stats aren't everything. We all know this. If you use just stats to analyze football, you're an idiot. But we are one of the best teams in almost every conceivable stat, except in the league, except shots. We don't shoot enough. We get get to the point where we get right to the edge of the end penalty area. We're dancing around and we're passing the ball around. Someone in our team has got to learn to be a bit more selfish. And, and, you know, and ideally it's Jackson. Shoot on sight because... It, you know, like you, we've we've all said the same thing for years. Uh, and Sterling's a really good example in that Man City team from, from in like the Centurions, for example. It didn't matter if he missed a a, a ball from like two yards out like Jackson did, because in ten minutes he's getting another opportunity for a tap in anyway. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. it's about being able to make the chances so we have the ability to shoot often, so we don't, so that when we do miss chances, they're not thinking, "Oh, that's the only big chance I'm going to get for this whole game, and I've I've wasted it." They need to be thinking, "All oh, right, okay, well, in five minutes, I'm sure I'll get another go." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the biggest problem we've got at the moment is that there's just there isn't anyone, at least that I can see, to be able to create those chances to provide that multitude of shooting opportunities that allow us to convert the chances we created. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and, the issue and until that we, we get have there, as well. The issue year, that we have with shots, though, is we miss the target too much. We yeah. always have. <laughs> you know, we had we had twenty one shots against Forest, which what is quite that, a lot. Like two on target, or but something? two on target. Yeah. I mean, that is awful. That that's that's not that's not even Championship standard. You've got like, to that's be un- that the is keeper. unforgivable. Even yeah, if it's a certainly. P roller and it's straight at the keeper, you like you give yourself if you miss the goal entirely, you give yourself absolutely yeah. no chance. If you exactly. P roll it at the keeper, at least you've got a chance you might spill it or make a mistake or something. Mm. Um, Ollie, who have you got? I've got one loser left because I tried oh, to keep it limited because I, I knew I've there'd be loads. But yeah, I've got a lot here. Hang on. Go for um, it. Just have some fun. <laughs> uh, Chilwell um, thought he had probably his worst game for us um, against Forest. Forty-four percent pass accuracy. That's um, shocking. Every time he had the ball, he just he, he made the wrong decision. He's just done the wrong things with it. I need my captain to lead, right? James is injured, right? For for better or worse, James isn't available. Thiago mm-hmm. Silva is kind of a de facto leader, but Chile, you're the one with the armband, so lead. You're right. Yeah. Be 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 the standard. I know you're playing out of position, but when you're the captain, that's not an excuse. You've got you like John Terry would have done a job for us up front, right? We all yeah. know that. Right, so you know, it, it's not about being necessarily good enough or playing out of position, although that isn't helping, right? Mm. But um, yeah, point, we've you're, had you're, questions on that as well. You're the captain, like you've got you've got to be able to drag the game by the scruff of the neck. And to be honest, I I just I just didn't see it from him. I don't see the leadership quality. It seems like a nice nice likable guy, Julie, but I just don't see the leadership qualities in him to be a captain. Because well. it was brought up in our on our Instagram questions, uh, SGFC1977 did ask, when will Poch drop the back three and play Chilwell in his rightful position? And as well, same Chilwell type sort of question, uh, Peter Barrio6 said, thoughts on Chilwell at left wing? I think we can all agree. Probably shouldn't it's be playing there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you see but, it every time, you're like, oh, not again. You know what? Like, I can't remember... Who said it now? It was it was a top manager um said that at the the very essence of being an elite level manager, it's not about telling Premier League footballers how to play football. It's giving them the foundation to go and perform at their absolute best. And that's not what Poch is doing. By putting Ben Chilwell as a left winger. You are not giving him the foundation to go and perform. And I agree with everything Ollie just said. It's not a complete excuse for playing absolutely dog shit and not showing any sort of leadership because you can do that whether you're playing out of position or not. But if if you're saying to any player, we need you to perform at 100% and then you're putting them in a position they don't play, it's not mm. going to happen. And it, it should and, be on Chile as well to say something about that. So yeah. listen, boss, like, I don't think this is working. 
Yeah, you know, like he's got be a... the conduit between the coach and the squad. Because I've seen him getting a lot of hate on socials unnecessarily. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Because it's exactly the same of if next game we lined up with Nicholas Jackson at centre back, and he kept making mistakes to give away goals. Would you blame Jackson? No, you'd blame the manager because you'd say, why are you playing a, a striker at centre-back? And that is exactly the same as playing a left-back on the left wing, mm. especially on the left wing as an inverted winger. He's yeah. not even playing on the wing to give us width and put crosses in. He's playing as an inverted, essentially, number 10. All he does and, is sprint, and, uh, sprints at 100 miles an hour as fast as he can towards the box. That That's yeah. what Chilwell does in his current role. And it doesn't work. You no. know, it's so, so one-dimensional. It, 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 most of it is on the manager because he's not giving him the plot, the foundations to go and perform. I agree. I just, I think, I think Chile himself needs some accountability as well in that mm. scenario because of how oh, of poor course. he is. And, and, because 44% you know, pack, pass accuracy doesn't matter where you're playing on the pitch. I, I can guarantee you, I don't think John Terry will have ever played a game for us. I know he's a high standard, but John Terry will have never played a game for us. Or even Aspie never played a game for us where he had 44% pass accuracy. That was yeah. diabolical. Even I, on the wing. Even I mean, if you played John Terry <laughs> on the wing, he wouldn't have that. I've got, I'll quickly run through my final loser so the rest of. You can go through yours. Uh, Caicedo, I'm, I'm not going to knee my knee my jerk, jerk my knee here and start dancing. How would be helpful if I could actually speak properly? But look, you you, you got to step up, man. I mean, West Ham debut made him look like a total fool. Uh, maybe not. He didn't have a preseason and we all know why, but fair enough. Um, but this game against Forest, yes, he did win some key tackles and stop counterattacks. I've, I'll give him credit there. Have to. But damn, dude, that error with Gallagher led to it's the It's a goal. real shame because I would say without yeah. that error, I would have said he actually had a really Exactly, but we all remember the error. And he well, needs it's because to... it's what makes an impact on the it's, game, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, he needs to improve the understanding with teammates. You know, Chelsea is a tough place. You're, you're a top player. You showed that last season at Brighton. You need to show it again at Chelsea Football Club. You have to because that's just it's just it's that's just the way it works in this league. It's, you know, I want him to do well. But... We'll, we have to wait and seeing everything is about time so i mean go through whatever you've got left with your losers okay um uh, first one for me is mudrick um just came on oh and, my like, God. Uh, <laughs> so, right, <laughs> it wasn't okay. good I, I i i know right okay what i'm about to say right so there needs a lot of qualifications here all right so first of all i understand that that mudrick's not playing very much right i also understand that he needs game time to get better and at the moment this whole chili at left wing experiment is kind of costing him effective development and game time. Um, I understand a lot of the time when we bring him on the pitch um, that we're chasing a game and that's not really playing to his strengths. You know, like we, we need him in the middle of like a very open game where he can run and attack, uh, run at the fullback and really, you really give them difficulties. But if you put him against a low block, what's he going to do? Like, you know, Oh, I'm going to run really fast up to the low block and then lose the ball, whatever. The, despite all that, right? Despite all those those clarifications about him recently, he was dog shit when he came on. He was really, really poor, like really, really bad. Just, just everything he tried to do just did not work at all. And, um, and it would be a, what and what I'm, what I'm frustrated by is these little ten minute, fifteen minute cameos for Mudrik are going to be doing more damage for his confidence than good. Either play him. All the like, play him from the start, give him like a few full 90s in a row, let him iron out his own mistakes, or stop playing him full, mm. like, just stop playing him, like, just keep him in training in development until he's at least more ready to play. Because these little 10 15 minute disaster class cameos he's having at the moment won't be doing any good for his confidence at all. No, oh, 100%. No, um, any other losers. I've actually got four more. <laughs> wow, Chris, wow. Chris. Uh, I've only got one more. I mean, Go. I, I could, I literally could have gave it to anybody. Um, but us for uh, watching. Jack, uh, Jackson. Yeah. Oh, now miss. It, oh, it's worst, no. it worst game for us so far, even without the miss. It's going to be a point nine eight xg, isn't it? The the thing is, okay, so. I actually really like Nicholas Jackson. Me too. I, he does he does a lot of good things in a game. Always gives everything. 
wants to battle with defenders, gives us a platform to play, does everything right. But he is not a top four starting striker. He just isn't. He would be... I said this earlier, someone suggests this. He'd actually probably be better on the left wing where Chilwell's playing. When you look at the way he plays and he likes to pick up the ball in deeper positions and turn and run at defenders, we'll play on the wing then. Because... Or in a front two with an, a, a, a goal scorer as a second striker, I think he'd be really good. But we have basically put all our eggs in the basket that he's going to be the one to score us goals. He was so and isolated against Forrest as well, wasn't he? Like, yeah. He, like he, he, he was getting no help, but also every time he did get the ball, he just was not helping yeah. himself. But, either. you know, he's he's scored one goal now in four games. We've had strikers like that before. All our strikers get about one in four. And, you know, I, I am not falling into this trap again of constantly praising people for doing loads of stuff except their actual job. Yeah. And his job is to score goals. So he can do all the pretty stuff he likes outside the box with the nice dribbles and nice touches and flicks and tricks. And he can hold the ball up and he can run channels and he can do all that. But if he goes six games without a goal, you know, what's the point? All right, my last losers. Uh, there's three of them, and they're all together. Um, it, it's for the yeah, I know it's for the, for the goal. It was Caicedo, Silva, and Sanchez. Um, because firstly, uh, you know Caicedo, um, despite having a decent game, we you can't make an error like that. Whether where you actually you're in your own half, you know you're you're not that far away from your own defenders who then have to sprint back to goal and everything. It all kind of went wrong because Caicedo just did a sloppy touch and gave the ball away. Similarly, though, he wasn't the only one who made an, like, an error in that sequence. Thiago Silva, as much as we love him, oh my God, how are you getting nutmegged on your on the edge of your box? <laughs> right? As a central centre-back. They can't go left. They can't go right. You're the central centre-back. So they've, oh, they've, they literally could only go through you or just a little bit around you. And he did something similar in the West Ham game where he didn't close, he, he closed his legs instead of opened them. And then the player went round him. I think it was Antonio. I think Antonio went round him. And so you just left in this weird position where you go right twice now in, in two games where you've, you've, you know, maybe not entirely your fault, but you've made a really weird mistake instead of, you know, like choosing to be proactive and, ju- and, you know, jumping in front of the danger. And if Thiago Silva is losing his sort of like understanding of when danger's coming, that's like his read in the game is his strongest attribute. So if he loses that, I'm, I'm really worried about him for the future. And Sanchez, he gets a loser from me because that ball was rolling at about four miles an hour. Uh, and it took him, I don't know, it took him, it, Sanchez dived like it looks like when somebody falls a great redwood tree really, really slowly. <laughs> That's what it be uh, like, just just like diving at the at the speed of a dying snail. And I understand he's tall, but you've got to be able to get down there. It was really, really poor. That was. I mean, that, uh, that, yeah, that's why I, listeners who listen to our scout report know Petrovic is going to be our number one soon. I um, I agree with everything you just said. Then Ollie. Only thing I would say is I think someone from that sequence has escaped. And that's Levi uh, Colwell. Colwell, yeah. I, I like, he's he not was... injured. He's apparently firstly, not injured. Firstly, didn't track didn't track the runner when he ran across him. Just didn't go with him. And then when he did react to Silver getting nutmegged, throw yourself at it, mate. Like, he just token gesture dangled out a left leg. And it was like, mate, you've got to throw yourself. If he throws himself into that challenge, I think it makes Alanga go around the keeper. I think he'll still go around the keeper and score. Just, I, I don't want to say but at least he would have prevented the goal, but at yeah. least he would have made it more difficult. It was a nothing token gesture. And the thing is, Silver's another one who's been getting a lot of flack on socials since the game. Um, and I, do you know what I think it is with Thiago Silva? I think he, he will start to look his age because he has been carrying our back line now for so long that I think he's just got to a point where he can't carry them anymore. Maybe. And I don't I don't think it's his fault. I think it's the fact that he's surrounded by shit. But that, 
at the same time, we, we, we're always talking about, like, by the same token, you're not wrong, right? But at the same time, we, we, we talk about in this uh, interest in this very pod the need for experience and how our experience like having more experienced players would be so useful mm-hmm. and yet Chile and silver silver made a mistake for the goal sanchez who's in who's experienced made the mistake for the goal Chile was really poor and he's experienced as well so like, i just part of me feels like this isn't necessarily an experience issue because it you know, it's kind of the same a little bit and say it quietly as last season where just people are just making silly errors because nobody knows how to play together yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I hope Pochettino finds a solution to this soon, but it, it's a worry because with the, with, with the uh, international break, you know, he's going to have barely anyone to like train with anyway. And yeah. half of them will be injured. And so when we come no, back, we're only, uh... we're only going to have three ga- days or so until the Bournemouth game when people actually finally return to training. So it's it's a real, real worry. What concerned me more than anything, I think, after, and this was after the game, was actually Poch's comments. Yeah, I agree. I thought they were, because were really poor. Before this game, whenever he was asked about, you know, a project and a process, he'd always been saying the, again, the right thing, the thing the fans want to hear, which is why I've said before that I don't take their press conferences to anything now. You do your talking and results. Um, he was saying that while it is a process, this is Chelsea Football Club, we want to win now. You have to succeed now. It's about winning games now. It's not about the future. It's about this. It's about that. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. We lost this game. And all I've heard him talk about is how it's a process and we'll have to be patient and there's a project and well, really you can't expect it to said... happen overnight. And it's like, oh my God, we're just going down the same thing. He'll be saying the lads gave everything soon. <laughs> Wait, what really annoyed me is <laughs> what really annoyed me is when he said, Oh, well, when you know, when all the injuries are back, you know, you'll see a different team. And it's like, well, it's I mean, up we to will. You. I, I understand that, but as well, Potts, like it's up to you to be able to make a team that can win. Despite that, no matter what you think of the players in our squad, they're good enough to beat West Ham and they're good enough to beat Forest. Yeah. So, you, you know, it doesn't matter who you put out there. You could put our under-19s and they should beat Forest. Right? I, I don't get this whole, when the, injuries are, uh, uh, when the injuries are over, you'll get to see the real team anyway. We've got James and Nkunko. Those are the only two absolute first-teamers who walk into the team who are out. He's got first choice everywhere else. Mm, Fafana? Buddy Shield? But we have got a lot of injuries again, so for sure. Yeah, well, of course, of course we have. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, if you gave if you gave us everyone back fit before the Forest game, I think the only two who come in are in Kunku and James. Mm. I think if everyone's fit, mm. Lavia plays. Mm. Yeah, I'm I don't s- think yeah, he does before yeah. the Forest game because of who you dropped. Um, mate, yeah, oh, I see your point, but I just I feel the the thing for me as well with this with this loss is that again, it was the exact same formula I've been talking about since the West Ham game. I spoke about it at West Ham. I spoke about it against Wimbledon. And I'm speaking about it today, you know, where it's just nick a goal, then sit back and watch us just pummel ourselves into a low block to try and try and get out of it. It was enough yeah. against Wimbledon. It wasn't enough against West Ham. It wasn't anywhere close. And, and it wasn't anywhere close against Forest either. So it's clear that that strategy works very, very well for Premier League teams against us. So we need to find a way to get around it. Change your tactics, change your gym formation, change your personnel. Because every single team in the bottom half of the Premier is going to play like that against us this season. And we'll lose half the games if we don't do something about it. Yeah. Here's an interesting question, though. Sorry, Mark. Just just last thing before we move on to Summit. Oh, you know what we're doing. (laughs) Um, Why... Can't a Chelsea manager come in and imprint his style of play straight away? Because you look at other clubs and they manage to do that. Their manager it's the same comes with players can, as well. Players you can come see in and a distinctive straight away at other yeah, clubs. You can see a distinctive change in the way that they are playing. We appoint a manager and for maybe two games, you think, oh, this is different. And then after that, 
It's back to exactly how it it's was It's back before. to the three at the back, this hyper-practical, pragmatic football, and it just isn't working. And not being it able was, to score against low blocks and not being the, able to do it's this. The peak it's the of same football thing. in sort of like 2021 when we were really good, right? You know, that was the peak of this sort of hyper-pragmatism football in the new age. And it just isn't going to work now. We You've got like pioneers in the league like... Deserby and Pep and like you've got teams that play really really nice scintillating interesting football and they implement their style pretty early on look at Spurs yeah. with Costa Cogba that is true right? exactly yeah. You know, like it, it's the only thing just, that they've got that we don't have is obviously we've got a whole bunch of new players and they don't necessarily, but they've lost know, personnel as well. So I'm, it's just yeah. like I just don't get yeah. why it seems that everything at Chelsea seems to take so much time to get going. Yeah. You know, We're, like and just don't get it. It's, I would say as well, the last Chelsea manager who come in and you've seen a distinctive instant change in our style of play was Maurizio Sarri. Wow. I was going to say Conte. That's going to be a bit further back. But, yeah. no, I, 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 I don't think, know. I, I think Tuchel was very different to Lampard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, yeah, but yeah, but in a, in a worse way. Yeah, I agree. That that's he was pioneering the very football that we're talking about yeah. that we don't want to see. So, exactly. We we will run to the emoji game with you because we've got to. For me, it was the timer because this international break is gonna feel long. <laughs> yeah. What, what have you got? What have you got? I'll Shrug. have um. I'll Shrug. have I'll have always roll. Oh, fair play. Fair play. I mean, just the same again. For me, it's the shrug for the same reason. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, I'm going to quickly boost the mood here. Oh, Oh, Oh. it's a quick vibe check. A vibe check? Oh, yeah. This is not the time to panic. You know, (laughs) I know that people are going, oh, the vibe's bad. Look, look, we have a lot of new players under a new manager. They're still learning how to work together. We clearly know that. They're not going to build chemistry in just pre-season. Doesn't happen. Very rarely does. Spurs seem to be spoiling that sort of uh, narrative of mine. But hey, let, let's to continue. To be fair, they've only signed like two players. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, look, so much change has happened. You know, I do hate the word project and I hate the phrase trust the process. So I'll say this. Be patient and judge on Christmas Day. Because I've always said, take a look at the league table after 10 games and you can sort of gauge what you are. You, what your season's looking like and it, how it will likely unfold. And that's why, obviously, Villa mm, didn't look good last year and then they replaced him. So football isn't back properly till 10 games in. Look at the league table then and we'll hopefully, hopefully we'll be challenging for that top six, top five place. Uh, we touched on Lion of the Week. I We know I had Cole Palmer. Whoa. God, save some face. Arguably, yeah, great choice. I saved some face. Uh, Berth had Gusto. Yeah. Uh, you had Caicedo, Ollie. Oh dear. We, uh, I, if, if not for one mistake. I know, know that's fair. Game. We'll allow it. And Chris, he wasn't here, so we defaulted him to Bettinelli. Uh, he didn't play, so he didn't put in a bad performance. So in a way, he's a winner. He's a winner. Uh, you know what? We're going to finish with a bit of uh, Archie Thompson's Top Trump. So Ooh. it's always fun. We didn't get to last weekend. Oh, uh, last week even. Uh, the team just have to guess whether a player, club, whatever I say is higher or lower than the previous entry based on the question. And it's not really a question. It's a category. So, But the category is Premier League clubs transfer spending for the 23-24 summer window, according to transfer marks. And all fees are in euros. And when I did the original Raf, well, the randomizer, Chelsea came out, and I thought, no chance, because you know where they charted. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they well, were we've one, spent more than some leagues, haven't we? Yeah, we were number one, so that was too easy. So, first team is Manchester United, and they spent two hundred six point seven million euros. So I'm going to go to Ollie and say Newcastle United. Oh, that's not an easy one. I know. Um, they bought Hall, they bought Tonali, they bought uh, Livramento, they bought um, Hall as well, but on loan. I'm going to say it's less. I don't it, think they spend as much. It is indeed 153.2. Uh, Chris, I feel like you might get away with one here. you got Everton. Mm, I'm going to go less. It is. It's forty point five. They're in uh, financial dire straits, aren't they? They they can't buy anyone. Sheffield United. Ooh, oh, uh, that's that's tough. I'm going to go lower. No, sixty four point four five. That's a tough one. Uh, 
Burnley. Burnley. Oh, that's tough. Have Burnley spent more than more than sixty-four million? Oh, I just feel like they've that maybe they've made loads of signings that no one cares about. So you've heard of them. <laughs> I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna say lower. Oh no, we're not. We're having a shocker today. Burnley spent one hundred and eleven point oh five million. What? What have they spent uh, hundred and eleven on million on? I, I, hey, look, I got a four hour equipment with us. <laughs> they've spent uh, effectively what ninety five million pounds or so. Like, hang on, what, I'll, what I'll they pull up. They have paid for. Hang on, here we then go. Again, we they got really talk, Zeki Amduni from Basel for eighteen point six. James Trafford for seventeen. Aaron Ramsey for sixteen and a half. Jordan Bayer for fifteen. Sander Burge for f- roughly fourteen. Wilson Odeber twelve million. Dara Shea was nearly eight. Uh, there's Reads a, a bit more. like us, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> bunch that, of young oh, players oh, nobody's heard of oh, for quite a high fees. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, 22, 20, 20, 23. Yeah, twenty five, eighteen. Yeah, fair. Um, Ollie, you've got Liverpool. More than one hundred eleven, was it? Yeah, hundred. Yeah, uh, of course it was. Surely, one hundred seventy two. I was going to uh, say that's like Sobersly, McAllister. Yeah. Like they, they, they definitely did it. Hit, hit. I feel this is this is this feels almost like a trick, but Arsenal. Higher, yeah, two, three, four, and other than us, they're the highest in the league. Yeah, they they are. Yeah, so this gives it away. You've got Brighton, (laughs) yeah, they'd be lower 98.2. Brentford, oh, Brighton spent less than Burnley did, yeah, (laughs) yeah, of course they did. Uh, I'm gonna say lower, it was 64.85. Uh, the team that defeated us on the weekend, Forest. Oh, uh, yeah, must be higher. They've they've bought loads. Yeah, one hundred and twenty six point fifteen. And Chris to round it off, Wolves lower. Yeah, they're in financial problems too, aren't they? They're so so bad that they spent ninety four million euros. Yeah, it was... that's more Again, than Sheffield Again, United. On who? On who? who I don't who understand. Wolves even bought. Honestly, this <laughs> football football is dead. The, the I, I couldn't name you dead. a player. I gen. Oh yes, I can. I know where they spent all that money. They spent 15 million on Belagarde from Strasbourg. No. Uh, bueno from Girona was 12 million. Bubacar Torore, mm. 11 million. But they spent 50 million euros on Mateus Cunha because he's obligation. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I, I just forgot that myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a painful one, wasn't it? Oh, wow. what good business that went. Um, hey, with that, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you're treating yourself well. Uh, We'll be back on Friday, talk some stuff about probably the international break. We'll cover some of the games that have kicked off and be even more over the weekend. So, yeah, we'll keep the positive vibes going. So, until then, that will be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.